I'm Leonard Nimoy. Join me for In Search of... An Artemis! Hi everybody, welcome to the special Thanksgiving Day episode of In Search of an Argument. I'm John Heinz. We are, uh, if you think this is a surprise for you to see in your feed, an episode of our uh, stellar podcast on Thanksgiving Day, it's it was a surprise to us too. We're recording this on Thanksgiving Eve. We decided a couple of hours ago to record and I guess it was my idea. So I'll just come out and say what I'm picturing is that you're sitting there listening to this, you know, sipping a glass of champagne or maybe a stronger drink or having some turkey breast alone by yourself, miserable and lonely um, on Thanksgiving Day. But you're grateful that you have us to listen to. Um, so uh, I, I want to. <laughs> so uh, I'm here as always with my uh, my fabulous co-hosts and friends, Shelley Cummings, Jim Gentilly, and Peggy Bennett. Hi all. Hi. Hi. Good. Everybody can be heard. That's so important. So um, I thought I'd check. We'll do a little check-in first. What's what's on everybody's mind? What's the what's the weirdest thing you're hearing about? People are doing for pandemics. John, what's on your mind? I food is on my mind. Um, so as tell we're us recording, about that. my husband is in the other room um, frying bacon, which I believe is going into a special new stuffing that he found on Twitter, because Kamala Harris posted her special parents family history stuffing online and ted decided that's what he's making and it involves bacon so i'm real happy anything that involves bacon is delicious in my mind exactly yeah yeah ted was just telling our baby he's like telling him he's like he's like that's bacon you're smelling you will soon learn it's the best food (laughs) it's hilarious yeah it's cute very cute so that's what's on my mind what about you guys jim what's on your mind uh, I don't really have much to talk about today. Um, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What each one of you? What is the everybody's? People are listening to this on Thanksgiving. People are doing strange things this Thanksgiving to celebrate. What's the strangest thing you've heard about somebody doing, or maybe the least rational thing you've heard about people doing? Um, the least rational thing I've heard um, from a I'm not going to name names, but I know that people are getting together with other extended families that are outside of their house yeah. um, and continuing like they didn't have COVID and they're still going about their business and I don't understand it. <laughs> so I am staying away from them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That seems to be the norm. People kind of, uh, everybody's doing something a little bit maybe more transgressive than they want to be doing and they're making excuses or they're explaining why it's a kind of an okay thing to do. So whatever you have decided to do at home, that it's okay. Yeah. Unless you spread the virus and then it's Unless, not okay. And that's not okay. Right. Peg, right. Right. what's up with you? Hey, so um, I don't have anything uh, unique <laughs> that I've heard that people are doing for Thanksgiving other than things like heaters in the garage with the garage door open what seems like doesn't work hopefully it's not a fire hazard um fire pits I, that I kind of stuff that. why are they having heaters in their garage with the garage door open so they can day? gather with their loved ones but they want to do it outside <sighs> they want to do it is super irrational okay. with the garage door open so there's fresh air but yet they're not totally so outside they're not really outside they're just yeah. having no but, I was, no, I was but there's a there too i didn't know what you were saying but now it makes the sense. Si- oh i knew exactly what you were saying the city of chicago published guidelines for restaurants that do outdoor like huts and they basically have decided that if you have more than one table in one of 
these huts, you can only have two walls. If you have more than two of four walls, you are considered, i.e., three, which would be a garage. That's that's considered indoor space, and you and you it's banned. So it's like it, a garage is not so- solving your problem. No yeah, offense, I can't believe that you guys haven't heard of this. People here, you can't get a yeah, carport's okay. Yeah, people are Sorry, like. Bag going crazy buying space heaters and you could have a, a lot of people right? are doing it huh. what if you had I like a tent like people have for wedding receptions right if you have a tent no if it if it's a you're just building a temporary no, no, no. Not indoor if it's a space tent with the closed sides but like it's like a tent where there's poles and like so it's open sure. so it's just sure, the ceiling how is that going to serve you in winter because well you put up heaters, heaters. you put up heaters yeah well then, where's the heat going to go up and burn off the roof? I mean, it's it's at some point you might as well just have those those you know those outdoor restaurant heaters and nothing else because you really those things just aim the heat. Blow well, the heat I was down. thinking, for example, here it is going to rain tomorrow. Oh, okay. So then it would work in DC. Yeah, yeah. And if you're in a garage with three walls, it's uh, you know, well, that keeps more heat in. Than being in four walls, but yeah. So, um, are you guys, can you still hear me? Am I okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because there's just a lot of talking over me. Um, the other thing about those restaurant heaters is that they run out of propane pretty darn fast. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of a lame-o solution. But yeah. what I was really going to say when we first uh, try one about what's on the top of your mind, and this is for some maybe not that interesting, but I just absolutely love the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. It's my favorite one. I love it when Snoopy's ear gets toasted and buttered accidentally and they make popcorn and I haven't watched it yet. So maybe I'll watch it tonight. How many times have you watched it? Patrick? I don't know. Like 40, 50, 30, 40, a lot since you were a kid. Yes. Oh yeah. Wait, you're putting that ahead of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Yeah, I really like the Thanksgiving one. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A, a lot better. Like Do you have it that recorded? A radical statement. No, I own it. Oh, you own it. <laughs> like On you DVDs. own the copyright to it and you can prevent other people <laughs> from watching it if you want no, to? No, I own the DVD. I see. Okay. Do you so, still watch DVDs? I don't know. Very nice. Well, I I still have the ability to watch a DVD. Yes, I do. I mean, I do too, but it's very rare when I watch a DVD. Well, yeah, it's like once a year when Thanksgiving comes around. (laughs) You watch your peanuts Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. And what else do you serve with the DVD? Do you serve? Who are you having for dinner? What are you doing for dinner tomorrow? Uh, I am going to gather with my mother, who we debated and debated and debated, but she took a leave of absence from her high-pressure job. So she doesn't have to be around people. And her, I'm sorry. I, that, what is her high pressure job for those? Of um, she works at a pet f- supply store about 10 hours a week. Good for her. And she loves it. And she just decided she's sick of telling people to put on their masks. And then with the uptick in wow. cases in Michigan, she decided she didn't need to take that risk for only 10 hours a week. And uh, wrote a big old letter asking for a leave of absence. Oh, and I, wow. yeah, and they gave it to her. I thought she should just ask for like a. So you're sabbatical. going to her place, or she's coming to your place, or what? We're gonna go to her place, which, yeah, we're gonna go to her place, and um, you know, not spend the entire day over there. She's been one of our people that we see on a regular basis. At this point, Charlie and I are the bigger 
risk factors because we both still mm. go to work. Yep. But that's all we do. We haven't seen anybody but her. Right. In a couple weeks. And I still go to work like a couple days a week. Charlie goes every day. But there you have it. That's what we're doing. So what is the menu? Who's cooking tomorrow? Is your mom cooking? Or are you are you helping or what? No, she's good. She's cooking. She I bought so the turkey. The traditional, I found what's, what's the traditional Bennett family Thanksgiving meal? Turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes. Uh, when my dad was alive, it was always canned corn, like niblets. <laughs> that was his favorite. <laughs> Canned <laughs> corn, not even like fresh oh, corn. Wow. No, canned corn. We always had to have niblets. And so I think we'll probably not have that this so year. So it was like and turkey giblets and niblets. Niblets yeah. and giblets. The, the cranberry that comes from the can also that, okay. you know, squishes out with the rings on it. <laughs> that was an awesome sound effect. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> you should be our sound effects person, Ben. <laughs> and then usually some some sort of green vegetable. Some sort of green vegetable, which no one eats because it's there as a token to the gods. Yeah, this year I think we will eat it. She's going to make asparagus, which is yum. 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 That sounds good. Rolls? How will she serve that? Rolls? Uh, No, we probably won't have rolls, which that's another dad favorite. I don't know. I'll have to talk to her about rolls. Too late now, right? Charlie loves a roll. A lot of carbs. So, so we talked about this off, but, but Shell and John, talk about what you're having for Thanksgiving menu. We talked about uh, this off here. We didn't talk about same this as Peg. Pretty no, much the same. No, not the same. You lied. You oh, lied. What did I miss? What, what did I miss? You're having twice baked potatoes. Oh yes, yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah. Different. That's just an add-on. We're having everything Peggy had and more. Well, <laughs> like that's the, <laughs> the detail is what's important here, my friend. Okay, we're having twice baked potatoes because I mentioned it. Mm, love those. And who's who's who you're gonna be around? Who's having green bean casserole? That Shelley is having green bean casserole. Yeah, we've decided. We're not around anybody but my mom. Sorry, okay. Jim. And your sister? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're having, I, I'm sorry, we have our household. Your household. Plus one add on my mother. Mom. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, Shelly, tell us about your menu because you're cooking, right? I am cooking. You're the only one of the four of us who's actually cooking for tomorrow. Yes, John is is an assistant cook. It sounds like maybe. Yeah, John. I've seen John assist Ted cooking, which is Ted. John, would you please leave and let me finish this so I can get it done? Exactly. I'm having turkey breast, six pound turkey breast, and um, my mom is bringing sweet potato casserole. Ooh. And I'm making green bean casserole. That's our Ooh. green. I love, love, love mashed potatoes. My mom mm-hmm. told me not to make it because we have all of the other stuff. So but this I think is going to be an act anyway. of defiance towards your mother. How well, rebellious are you, Shelley? Well, pretty. Go ahead. What else? But I can make it and eat it and later. Um, and then I made my uh, cranberry sauce today, just now. Not from a can. By Not from a can. Nope. And stuffing. Cinnamon and allspice and stuffing. And I feel like I'm leaving something A out, salad? And John, did not. you forget to leave out that Ted is making a pie? Yes. With, I yeah, have turkey onions on top. Those fried green onions on top of the green bean salad casserole. Yum. I think Shelly wins the award for most carbs. Yeah, Get sure. it a, just a little bit brown, a little extra crispy, those turkeys. Mm. Yep. Mm. Cajun. <laughs> You're a freak that you Now do you know wish you had the green bean casserole tomorrow there? Uh, 
I love it. It's like so trashy and good. <laughs> it, is, it, is. it is trash. It is a big favorite in the Gentilly <laughs> family. It yeah. what? Because it's all carbs. It's, it's mostly well, the carbs. green beans so are not carbs. Yeah, but, I mean yeah, they're it's like a hint. It's, it's a canned hint everything. Green. It's canned onions, canned green beans, canned yeah. soup. I mean, it's just like the worst. It's the best. It is the worst. You could make it from if you wanted to. You could make it from scratch. You could. Make I know, but it's not as good. It's not. No, <laughs> you have to have canned green beans. Yeah, it's that's yeah, not as good. I eat green, canned green beans all the time. Actually. Mm, straight from the can, they're so good. Yeah, no, I actually, do too. when I make pasta, Ugh. which I do quite a bit, I like to have a vegetable with it. And since just so that I don't have to run out and buy one, I keep individual serving size cans of green beans and lima beans. So how's your blood pressure? It was better the last time I went. There's so a lot of salt good. in those bad boys. <laughs> well, I get the I get the the low sodium can. Mm, still though. And you I'm can rinse saying. them. You rinse it. Just like yeah. what you do with other beans. You rinse that stuff off. Okay. Do you belong to Costco, Jim? No, I used to, but I don't I oh, never you know, I buy I live by myself. Who am I buying all that food for? I mean I know, you gotta split it with neighbors or something. They have the yeah. best frozen stir fry vegetable mix mm-hmm. interesting and that is to convenient to have on hand and boy are those veggies good Man. and they have it consistently yeah yeah it's not like other costco things where it's like there one day and no i've next. never not seen it there i mean it is a giant bag so i don't have to get it that often but i'm so impressed with how delicious it is i found that what i uh, oftentimes when i did belong to costco but was I would buy a bunch of meat that you know because you could just freeze it and then eat it and that seems well. So Jim, what are you doing for dinner? I d- I've told you all this before. I thought I even said this on air. You did, but maybe I didn't. Which is that I'm oh, going I'm to the sorry. restaurant. Okay, you did. You did say yeah. that. I did think Last that's what you said, and I wasn't sure. What restaurant? The Copper Canyon, which is the restaurant right. N- well, I mean, there's a lot of restaurants right near me, but it's my favorite restaurant. Jim lives an urban lifestyle. Dang, our restaurants are not allowed to have dine-in again. Well, we still have oh, dine-in. Oh, really, at all? Now of the they Rona. Do, they've reduced the capacity to 25%, and they do, everybody who comes in the restaurant has to give their name and phone number so they can be contact traced if it comes up. Those are the latest restrictions from the state of Maryland. Yeah, and you don't have a problem with that? I mean, all these crazy Michiganders like went ape shit over What? I have to give my name and number? That's well, invasion all, of privacy. At this particular restaurant, they know my name and number anyway, so it's not a big deal for me, for sure. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's like, you know, we're living in the middle of a band. I mean, I know, I'm don't you a also big think just philosophically, I'm a big believer you know, just sort of not in a – I'm a basically a very libertarian-oriented person. I think people should mm-hmm. basically be able to do whatever crazy shit they want to do as long as they're leaving other people alone. But you're in the middle of a pandemic. It's a, The rules are a little bit different. It's not permanent. It's, you know, eventually going to go away. Hopefully, you know, there's some reason to be optimistic about these vaccines. But in the meantime, you just got to go with the flow. I don't, you know, I get, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to get started. I was talking to Beth about this once, and I was saying, look, I get that there is room for disagreement about opening businesses and opening schools and that they're, you know, that it's not a simple question of, you know, 
But the idea that people make a political issue out of wearing a mask is stupid. Nobody likes, I know of, likes wearing a mask. It's an annoying thing to have to wear. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. stupid. It's not politics. It's just, it's we're in the middle of a health crisis. I agree, yeah, agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I also... Anyway, that's kind of really stupid, but you got me off on the subject. I have no problem with giving yeah. my name and number when yeah. I if I were to go out to eat. And in fact, I did before they closed the restaurants again. And I just find it funny how outraged everybody got in West Michigan over that. But yet, well, and you these, got called. All yeah. these Dutch people yeah. give their name and number to Meyer so they can get their M perks and yeah, get their yeah, discount. Yeah. I mean, seriously, you give every time you go to a grocery store and you use your, you know, your, your, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it? Loyalty program at one any of these stores, the drugstore, the grocery store, or some. You know, I go to all the, uh, tons of these places, and they've got all this information on file, and they're they're selling it to somebody, right? Well, but you give it to Facebook and Google too. Yeah. Believe me, you're giving I mean, you're everything you have. All these things but, but are, Peggy, adver- are marketing platforms. Sure. If your West Michigan uh, Dutch people are upset about giving their <laughs> name and number. They can just Dutch give people a f- are some of my best friends. <laughs> they can give a fake name and number. Yeah, they do. They have. I know people who have done okay, that. I don't also. think we should be encouraging people to evade. I don't but I, either. But like, but you know, I'm but Shelly, they don't give a fake number for their Meyer M perks. It's no, just so it makes weird. No sense. And when you make a reservation at a restaurant and you give your number or you're waiting you're waiting in line and now they text you i mean it's just so funny what people but get outraged about they're Anyways. seeing that as voluntary i'm voluntarily yeah. giving that versus having to do it at a restaurant i can see their perspective i don't agree with it i can see how right. first of all, Jim, they I don't have, question have for you. to go but to they're a also restaurant. right they're they voluntarily to go going to a restaurant out to eat. in the middle of a pandemic they then there's certain the things that they're expecting. Yeah, right? I agree. Yeah. Nobody's I saying agree. you have to go to this restaurant. It's not like registering for the draft or something. I mean, you know, if you choose to go, then you got to follow certain rules. I mean, that's people like people just like to get upset, just like we yeah, do. I mean, I, I, do. I mean, look, I get why people. It this whole thing has lasted longer than people thought it was going to last. Woe is us. Okay, I talked to Gwen, friend of the podcast. Speaking yes. of, uh, yes. woe is us. So um, Gwen's moved to Paris, as you may remember. Right. Yeah. And he says that every single day, so you know how when I go to work, I have to fill out a survey that says I don't have any symptoms. I took my temperature, blah, blah, blah. And I get the green check and I have to show the green check. Gwen has to fill that survey out every single day in his apartment in France. And then if he's out running errands or going to the, you know, whatever, on a walk, he could be stopped and asked to show it. And he's got to be out for a legit reason. So you can't, you're not supposed to just go for a walk. Right. They're yeah. in a, they're in you're a, not supposed yeah, to go they're Christmas in a, shopping. They're in a lockdown. Yeah. And he said, and it's working. And their their cases are down by half or something since they've started doing that. And sure. so they're, they're that They're talking just, now, England and France now are talking about uh, easing up the restrictions a little bit now. Well, so that well, brings me back to what we were saying about wow, wow, we're so we're such crybabies. And well, we're individualist to be fair, crybabies. I'm sure yeah. people in France complain about these things too, and he, people in England complain about these things. Well, and he well, still he and there's he, not one hundred percent. I mean, you can go and find stories of all these countries where there's not one hundred percent compliance. 
Of course, they must, but they must general, be complying. They must be doing a lot better with their compliance if their cases have gone down well, by half, though. I think yeah. what yeah. they have is they have, they've taken, they they have this advantage. They've taken stricter measures, and they're more centrally imposed. Well, let me ask a question to you, Jim, about that because I have a question. Because wait, I, can I finish just one story about yeah, 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 Gwen that I tried to oh, start, but everybody keeps talking finished. over me. Peg, we um, thought you had finished. No. So, and you're right. Not everybody's compliant. He has no problem filling it out every single day, but he still rode his bike over to his friend's house and had crips for lunch. And he took the chance that he was going to be stopped and he wasn't. So yes, he does it happily. B, he still does things he's not supposed to do. So yes, you're right. People are not hundred percent compliant, but I agree with Shelly that it must be working. My question for Jim is... Is that the end of your story, Peggy? Is that the end of your story, Peg? Yes, it is. Okay. Because I... I, Yeah, I've gotten messages from a couple friends in Paris who are saying the the same thing. I mean, it's like real lockdowns. Richard Tobin, friend of the podcast, is in Sydney, Australia right now. And he's like, John, life's back to normal here. But if you fly into the country, you get escorted by military escort to a hotel where you have to spend two weeks, like either the Hotel Intercontinental or Marriott in Sydney, two weeks, $3,000 you have to pay, you know, about to stay in that hotel and then you're it's literally a military escort taken to the hotel directly and you're not allowed to leave and you have to give your phone number and they trace you and so my question for you jim they're doing more elsewhere but my question for you jim is in the last iphone update one of the things i noticed under the settings now if you go to your iphone and go to settings you'll see there's a tracking uh option where it says tracking and then you can say do you want to allow yourself to be tracked to be notified if you're in contact with someone with covid and i go i'll try it sure i'll sign up so i go in and i click on it and you go through all the process of where you are and then at the end it says you are not in a region where this is permitted and it's obviously the whole world right this is an iphone so it's the whole world my question for you jim is what what would it take for that to just be up and running well, like, that, like that, in just that, in very practical terms, if we wanted to do that as a nation, what would I have think to that happen? that is a that is a very big bridge to cross. That particular thing is a very big bridge. To cross. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Is it just impossible for us to have a rational? I'm not sure that, that na- national good policy. Idea. Well, I think there should be a national policy, but I don't know that it should be the government should be tracing everybody's cell phones all the time. That that makes me a little nervous. To be honest <laughs> with you. Well, what's the alternative? I mean, that's what South Korea did, and that's why they have, like, four cases. Well, first of all, I don't know exactly (laughs) what South Korea did, and I'm a little bit leery of you making bold statements. Well, find out. Look into it, because I want to know what exactly— So you're giving me an assignment. If you were king of the universe— If I were king of the universe, I would would have— What should have happened in the United States is the person who is still currently the president of the United States— should have come out early and strongly for masking and social distancing. And if he had done that, then I think that while I'm not saying that nobody would complain about it and there wouldn't be any issues, because there would be, because there are going to be in every country, except authoritarian countries, and I don't want us to be an authoritarian country, um, I think that would have made a big difference. I don't think it would have become a huge political issue. I don't think Republican governors in particular would have been loath to in, to you know have and enforce those mandates. Uh, and I think that that's probably you know just water over the bridge that we can't undo that at this point. 
Uh, Wait, you're saying you're saying in no world could this have been apolitical and this to be no? I just said if the, United the States president of the United States had come out and said that strongly in the spring and stood with that, I don't think it would have become. I don't think that there was naturally this was like you know immigration or an issue where there was naturally going to be two sides. I think essentially the president of the United States either allowed it or created it as an issue for whatever yeah. I you know maybe he thought it was in his interest to create it as an issue or maybe you know once some certain crazy people on the internet started doing it he thought it was a good issue to latch on I don't know I can't possibly begin to fathom yeah, yeah, how yeah. his mind works yeah. but I look yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that you know you would have a situation where if Trump said master what we needed to do and he stuck to that position. A, I think that uh, you would have much, you, you wouldn't have this partisan split over it. And B, it's also quite possible that Trump might have won re-election. Yeah. So I mean, maybe that's maybe that's the price we're paying for Trump losing is we had to put up with him acting like an ass and people unnecessarily dying so that he wouldn't get I think even if anybody else had been in office we'd have the same shit going on it doesn't matter I think no, it would be, this, it, 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 would be s- it would be different but, but it would different. still be un- it would still be worse than anywhere in the world because we are incapable of a nation to do something that's less individualist that's collective and then the collective well, first of good. all John we have, that's not we, true we historically and What's, secondly what, is, what have we done collectively second. listen for a second <laughs> Trump has very strong influence with his base if Trump had come out early and said this is the way to go, I think it would have had a huge effect on people. That but look, Trump clearly has a lot of loyal followers in this country, and if he said something like that, I think it would have had effect on them. It's not just Republicans who are individualist in America. I understand that, John. I like the okay. fact that we're a country of individualists, and in a, well, on a different too, topic, but there we are would downsides. Be on the other side. One of them is we all die in pandemics. I understand that. I understand that, and I think there's that, a look, lot of us, though, John. Yeah, I guess. Look, John, <laughs> I'm just let's kidding. Be, let's be clear. I guess. Let's be so. Clear. Let's talk about States Thanksgiving. Is a very individualist. Yeah, let's talk about that has its pros and its cons. But would you like to be like China? No, I'd like to be like South Korea or Australia. Okay, well, or we New Zealand. We should look or, at that. first of all, <laughs> even Italy Australia, or France. Well, or first Germany. of all, Italy and France didn't do very much of a better job than the United States did. If you look at the I, statistics, I the per capita death rate is okay. Yeah, maybe I mean, we should do the United States is higher, but it's not that much higher. If okay, okay. Germany, we need to unpack why Germany did such a good job. I mean, another example is England. Yeah. England's per capita death rate is not much better than the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, now the guy running the English government is an idiot too, but a different kind of an yeah. idiot, or sort of a different kind of an idiot. But I look, heard something about Germany. But I can't remember what it was. There's some the question about whether the Germans. <laughs> there is some issue about wh- how the German job. statistics, whether the German mm. statistics are apples to apples with other countries. Right. But that's well, a very complicated topic. Well, I mean, they're never perfectly apples to apples, right. but th- this exactly. is, goes beyond that. But uh, that's a very complicated subject, which I don't. I know very little about, other than that headline that there is that issue but i don't know that that would account for the fact that look you have germany and you have france clearly they are very similar countries geographically and so forth and so on and the death rate in one is dramatically different than the death rate in the other yeah okay so i mean that's part of it i mean we know for example 
I mean, I will say this. There are people who say, if you had said at the beginning of this thing that mm-hmm. let's try herd immunity, there's a government that's not run by a right-wing lunatic that decided to do it. It's called Sweden, right? And they They're all not died. a right. And they didn't all die, but they have a significant, All the old people did. They have a significantly higher death rate than their neighboring countries. And <sighs> to top that, I mean, when I say neighboring countries, I'm talking about Norway and Denmark and so forth. And- their economy didn't do any better than those countries. Yeah, so it failed. It, so the, the thing failed. But, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't because they're right-wing idiots. They just they made a miscalculation, okay? I know. So you could say at the beginning, look, nobody really knows when a pandemic like this happens because it hasn't happened in 100 years and things are different now, exactly what's going to happen. So you could say there are judgment calls you can make. Look, I think, for example— that trying to keep the schools open, especially for poor, you know, areas of the country, and especially for elementary schools, is vitally important. And schools are not necessarily shown to be a big spreader. Elementary schools. That's a lot different than colleges. Why is that? Because elementary kids, as far as I know, are not likely to go decide to have a big dorm party and everybody, you know, start uh, you obviously haven't seen kids. Peggy has her hand up. Peg, what so do you yeah, want to say? I wanted to make a comment about what uh, Jim was starting to say, and that's fine. I happen to know a couple elementary school teachers, and you're right. It's not the kids, but the teachers. So I took a walk with somebody outside last week, and she's a second grade teacher, and she said their principal has been quarantined for the last two weeks. They had five teachers out you can't get a sub. They're all f- so stressed. They lose their planning hour because there are no other teachers in the building. You know, so like keeping the kids in school is good for the parents, but and for the kids, not, I think. And for the not, kids. and the kids, but maybe not so much for the teachers. I got that. And I'm not saying, it's I, a I'm not even sure that that's the case guys, but I'll, I'm speaking as the one person here who actually has managed schools, but, uh, the, but, uh, but, but let me hear from Shelly. Cause I think she has something to say on this. So I wanted to go back to the Germany thing because I, I've heard that the cases in Germany have gone up like exponentially the last two months and that, um, Chancellor Merkel, Merkel just, instituted more restrictions through yeah, but that's true of every country in Europe but in even beyond what they were doing so why did you say right. we need to look to Germany as an example their death rate is lower than any other country in the I mean the only countries that have lower death rates are countries where we don't really trust that they're reporting the news like China and Russia. Or they're just authoritarian countries where right. they might be accurate but they're just jerks yeah. to their people and kill well, them off yes, or something yes. like that. Jessica fears <laughs> that they're under-reporting in Qatar. Yeah, they all are. Um, I mean, nobody I mean, wants there to be are top certain, of the I mean, list. Let's be, I mean, let's be honest. There are countries where the, where the reporting systems are more reliable than other countries and that's, you know, some of that's just, that's a reality. And there, and there are and there are countries where it's harder to hide the truth, like yeah. the U.S., because you're just things will come right. out. Right. I mean, like and I, that's right. I mean, <laughs> well, you, know, I mean, you speak up in China, I mean, you're going to get fair, shot. That's true. It would be hard to hide the truth in France or Germany. I mean, all of these places have active, independent, uh, you know, journalists yeah. and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and platforms where these things would get exposed. So, 
you know, look, if the government tried to hide the numbers in the U.S., you'd read them in the New York Times, and that would be, you know, yeah. that, yeah. you know, so uh, that's part of the that's part of the problem. And look, yeah. part of the problem is, and again, this to me, this did not have to be an ideological thing because conservative, there's nothing inherent. Look, you can say there's ideological divides about immigration policy or about social policies or economic policy and all this other jazz, but there is no inherent conservative reason why a conservative, a very conservative president, couldn't get up to the American people and say, look, we have this deadly pandemic. It's going to be very problematic. We're going to have to have some shutdowns. We're going to have to stall the economy. We're going to all have right. to you know, wear masks right. and social distance. Right. There's no inherent reason. And everything says that the politicians who have taken that approach, and there are some conservative Republicans who have some, some governors. I mean, Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio is, by any reasonable standard, a conservative Republican, have taken that approach, have been shown to be very popular. They have their critics, yeah, yeah. but overall they're very popular. Yeah. So yeah. Shall you could will, say that yeah, shall he, politically yeah, 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 we get that you, would yeah. have been smart for Trump to have done. Yeah. And and yeah. it would have been good for the country. And he did. Yeah, yeah. Shelly, what yeah, Shelly, what are you gonna say? So um just to switch gears back to uh our Thanksgiving podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of agreed. all the things that we just outlined that we're having tomorrow. What oh, are things yeah. food wise? What are things that you're not having that you wish you were having, or things that you're not having that you're glad you're not having? Like maybe mm. Peggy doesn't want the corn niblets. Well, I want champagne. Shelly's trying to think of her I don't know that we don't want to hear all this politics, this negative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go back to what we originally. Well, planned. we can be cheery, but it's just it's a it's a, yep. it's a we I like it. It's, it's a if our listeners to be fair, know that John asked rambling. the question, "What could we do?" About yeah, this? I know. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, I agree no, with Shelly. I think a mix of the two topics is That's fabulous. I'm, I, I don't really. Me too. I'm sure I've said more. Than needs to be said on the topic. Well, no, but you know, Jim. At the same time, I love to listen to what you say. I do often criticize you and say, "Oh, I want you to be more pithy." But I really like your explanations of things. So I'm torn. Mm -hmm. I'm torn. Like I like your explanation of things too, but sometimes they go on too long. Yes, yeah. I understand. That. And they're la- they're not I inclusive explanations. All like I wish you like in- I wish you like asked questions along the way to guide us there, like Socrates. Well, that Ooh. that would be have so involved more time than we have at our disposal, my friend. Well, well, that's an that art. Draw the, Socrates, that draw the, Socrates took time. Okay, yes, I know, but <laughs> that's the opposite of being pithy. <laughs> so I'm going to answer Shelley's question, and um. I haven't. I have been out of town the last three Thanksgivings, so I Where haven't have really been? done a. Last year I went to France. Um, the year before that I was in England, and the year before that I was in no. Last year France. Last year Na- the year before that Nashville. The year before that England. So of those three, which don't match up. No, um, <laughs> it was, so it's been, so I'm, I love I'm a little torn about, I mean, Thanksgiving, I used to say was one of my favorite holidays. I absolutely loved it. Um, but then not doing all the rigmarole the last three years has also been kind of nice. So I, I kind of think it had to do with getting married and suddenly having this complicated family and Thanksgiving got less fun because you have to yep. navigate 
yeah. who's going where and yep. do you have these in-laws or those in-laws or do those cousins blood you know when i just but when i single i just had my four people in my family and it was easy yeah um, but what i will ever... say that i th- go ahead Sorry. i'm gonna miss um cooking myself i kind of was bummed when my mom said she wanted to do it hmm. but you haven't cooked for three straight years I know, but I like I like making a turkey, and I like making well, all the stuff, and I like having people to when my all house. This is over, you can come make a turkey here. Um, okay, done. <laughs> uh, well, to answer your question, Shell, I miss. I was hoping to have champagne. I also was. Uh, I wanted. I think I mentioned this the last Why aren't podcast, you but my, champagne? just because I, I, I just can't bring myself. You, you know, other people notice champagne. prices for things. You should have you know champagne. People notice prices for, the, for some reason, I view all things through the lens of how much Vovkli Co. costs. So, like, I always, I'm, I'm acutely aware of the price of Vovkli Co. And if it's, and, and I, I found that I'm just outraged by its price these days, especially when I used to live in France. And I would buy cases of champagne for, like, three bucks a bottle. And I would just have it available all the time and had it almost every day. And now it I just, is in extremely America, it's expensive. so outrageously expensive. Yeah. And it's just, it's like this decadent thing that it's not supposed to be. It's the cheap grape. It's not even the good grape. It's a regular grape, it's a, but it's it's become this cult. And I'm so I'm kind of down on it. But, but it is better time, than other it. champagnes that you just buy. I don't it's know if you've It's a lot ever... better. Oh, yeah. John, there's insane I, variability. John, you may not remember this because you have led such a cosmopolitan life. But the only time I've been to France was Thanksgiving 19 years ago when my friend oh, Bertie and I came to visit you. Wow. And I was going to ask about that. And we remember where we Wait. had Thanksgiving dinner? Was no. I there? No, you were not. Um, where was the, where we did had we it have at dinner? The George. Oh wow, one of my favorite restaurants, Le Tigre qui pleure. I they actually have, they have a they have uncooked I found the George beef in a pile we had called some the other Tiger Who Cries. Meals at some other like restaurants that we just sort of randomly found on the street that I actually thought were just as good, if not better. To be oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, I mean, the, that the was the great thing cool about Paris. The you could just walk down the street and say, "Oh, this place, this food smells good. Let's go eat here." And it was like, "Yeah, it's really good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The equivalent of a diner is great there, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, yeah. no, these weren't like diner food. It was like, you know. No, no, no. My po- The equivalent of what yeah. would be a diner in the U.S. is like just a, a little hole-in-the-wall restaurant. It's like a good restaurant in Paris. So, yeah, you can't lose. Anyway, but, so that's the only um, time I've been to Paris and well, Thanksgiving well, at the George. Well, Jim, answer Shelly's question, though. What food are you either getting that you Well, you I don't know what I'm going to eat tomorrow. Oh. I think I may have ribs. when I go to the restaurant, but I'm not. Oh, you're just, you're, you're following no rules, no tradition. <laughs> no tradition. I'm an American. I can do what the fuck I want. You know? <laughs> Unless you have ribs every oh year boy, for Thanksgiving. There, the there you go. Not have ribs every year for Thanksgiving. Hey, Jim, but are you going with somebody? Did we already cover this? No, I'm going no. to be by myself. But the people. Okay. The what time of day do you go? Like midday or dinner? I'm or how do you go? Do it? I was. I made a reservation for four thirty. Because if okay. I'm going to eat a heavy meal, I like to do it not too late. And do you take something al- to read? I do, of course. Yes. Um, I'm currently rereading The Line of Beauty, which I think you've oh, read, John, of course. I read that. That's that's a uh, Hullinghurst. Hullinghurst. Alan Hullinghurst, yeah. Oh, God, I love that book. It's a great book. He's a great writer. Um, yeah, that's a great book. Do you I, own that book, Jim? Huh? Do you own that book? I do. I bought a copy. Not. I originally wow. read it 
uh, is a library book, and then I bought a copy, I think, a couple years ago, and I said I was going to reread it now that I own a copy, yeah. so I'm rereading it. Jim, do you walk wow. there? I do, of course. Everything's so I was mentioning close. earlier, Peg, Jim lives in an, ur- Jim lives in ur- has an urban lifestyle. No, I know, but he, he could also he get could on a train to, to go to his favorite restaurant. I could, but That's I'm true. not. My favorite yeah. restaurant is literally five minutes from my apartment. So. Well, which awesome. came first? Did it... Did convenience come first, or was it your favorite restaurant that came first? It was first? Bef- my favorite restaurant before I moved downtown to Silver Spring. Ooh, did you move downtown ah. because it was there? No, I moved downtown because I wanted to be. So the kids had all left, and I didn't. Ne- I needed. I didn't need as big a place, so I got a smaller place. And I figured, you know, I'd rather live somewhere where I can, you know. Walk to the movies and walk to the uh, yeah, it's nice. grocery store. That's cool. Walk to uh, eat, and there are tons of places to eat. Although some of them have closed permanently. As oh. a result so, do you have a tab at this restaurant, no, or I do you pay it? I do not have a tab. It's too but you know what? for a tab. They have a rewards program, and every once in a while, I get like twenty bucks off a meal. That's nice. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Awesome. Do you miss Peg? Do you miss living in an urban environment? Yeah, I do. Um, Would you I guys ever like move to an urban place when Charlie retires? Yeah, I think so. I we we could. There, you know, we have a couple issues because we have these two dogs. Um, dogs but are I, allowed in Silver Spring. I'll tell I'm you definitely that. not urban, but I can walk to two grocery stores, a coffee shop, some shop. So it gives me yeah, that. I mean, you're not in the middle of the country there. Right, no. so I feel no, a little suburbia. bit suburbia. She's in suburbia. She, I mean, she sort of like today. Shelly's I walked to the, the pet food way, store. Right? Shelly, you're not that far from stuff. I'm not, but I can't walk to any places like uh, other than my church. Uh, like Peggy can walk to those places she just named. I don't have anything that's in walkable. But it's like a five minute distance. drive, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Close. Would you ever yeah, want to move someplace like more, like urban? I don't know. I've in my mind have vacillated back and forth. If anything, I probably would go rural and have horses and be off the grid. That's I the do that too, Shelly. I'm going that direction. Yeah. Me too. I go Shelly. back That's and forth I'm too. I do not have any interest in going. I, I, mean, I think when, I would when, be happy in a yeah. lot of different places. Yep. That's because yeah. you're so happy as a person. Oh, thanks, Jim. So, well, Shelly, what about you? Did you answer the question? Yeah, she said more horse. Yeah. More no, no. Oh, the food question? Food. Oh, the, the food, food thing. Or, or a tradition that you're not going to miss. Yeah, so um, I don't have a food tradition. Um, I miss not having Thanksgiving with my grandmother. Mm. That's the tradition oh, that's I miss. That's oh, big. make a place for CB at the table. But he already has made his own place. I've had to clean off the table twice since he has a newfound jumping. <laughs> He's rearranged. That's the closest you're going to get to your cat, nana. Which okay. is my nana's cat that I inherited. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that well that was along the lines of my favorite. My, the question I wanted to ask you guys, what's your ideal Thanksgiving? I mean, did, Peggy, you Before love Thanksgiving. Before you ask the ideal question, can I ask a question of you three? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Jim. Have you guys, have any of you guys ever done the Friendsgiving thing? Don't know what it is. I have That's not. That's weird. Instead of having Thanksgiving with your family, you have it with a bunch of friends. Actually, oh. yes, I did with Peggy in Rome wow. one year. There you go. That's Remember? When oh, I've always done that. 
I, I, yeah, the that, deal when yeah. I was younger was a little along the lines of what Peggy probably was. The deal with my family when I was younger was, and I was a, mainly a teacher because it was like you get, you know, with, as a teacher, you get such, you get like specific holidays and those holidays only, and you get no variability. So my family, I made the deal of basically you get me, you either get me for Thanksgiving or you get me for Christmas, <laughs> and I'm gone the other one. And I was usually on a plane, and it was usually across an ocean. But um, uh, I so I all, so we're back to traveling stories. Okay, that's good. A large number of my Thanksgivings were. And is that true with you too, Peg, as well? Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I well, I did ask if I was there that 19 years ago because I, I one Thanksgiving I spent it with my mom and my dad and my brother and my brother's girlfriend in, um some suburb of Chicago, a northern suburb. And then Jay drove me to O'Hare and I flew to Paris with mm-hmm. Terry Goletz. And Gwen was already in Paris. And John, I wondered if you lived there. And then I did Rome with Shelley for Thanksgiving. So yeah, there were some times that um, I traveled on Thanksgiving and sometimes on Christmas. And I do remember one time my mom said, I get you for Christmas this year. And I was like, okay. That's good. Just tell me. Right. Yep. Just so put it Will, out there and I'll do it. Friend of the podcast and son of mine, Will Gentilly, is doing Friendsgiving in New York this year. Fiona's and her roommate are hosting a thing with Will and some other people. Willie had to go buy a pie for the, his contribution from the end. What, what kind of pie did he get? Socially distance. Uh, you know, I think they're just gonna socially distance in the apartment. There's only, and we're not talking about a lot of people. We're talking about like five people, so it's not like it's still a lot. It's five households. (laughs) So I want to ask you guys a question about it too. So Shelly, you've got a big family. John, you have a big family. Jim, you've got yes, I have a a medium-sized with three kids and some spouses and whatnot. Do you guys are you feeling? forlorn that you're not going to be able to spend it with them this year or are you doing okay with that uh, um i i don't know i i'm i'm more forlorn than anything else for sure i think i think the whole thing is is getting to me now um more than it was earlier in the pandemic, I'm, I'm okay. Can I ask you a clarifying question about that before anybody else goes? So you've had drama in your family before with people not being able to do it on Thanksgiving and you've had to do it on different days and blah, blah, blah. And then people going to IU games, having four Thanksgivings. Yeah. And you would be like, forget it. I'm just doing this one. And, or, so I want to know if it weren't a pandemic and you were doing just what you're doing now with your mom and dad, but you were supposed to have your aunt and uncle or somebody. Yeah. So my, you're right. Would you so, be okay with that? Or would you be missing the other people too? Or so, is it because we're, cause I'm feeling it with the pandemic too, but with Thanksgiving. I'm well, like, uh, so Ooh. my Thanksgiving proper has not all changed all that much because my mom and dad and I, and whoever person I was dating at the time w- would be, at my house for Thanksgiving. So that's what we've started. We've done for the last nine years. Um, uh, when I moved into this house five years ago, it moved to my house. Prior to that, it was at mom and dad's. And so my sisters did their own things with each of their families. And then we'd have these stupid, oh, we have to have Thanksgiving together as a family. Like, I don't need, I don't need another reason to eat. 
You know, it's not like you're exchanging exactly. gifts. Exactly. So That's I went I nuts one year, and Peggy remembered it. Um, exactly. Because we were going to have, I think, three Thanksgivings. And I'm like, I'm not going to be here for any Thanksgivings in the future if that's what this is what what we've come down to. So we're not doing that anymore. So so for me, um the pandemic the way that's forth known as the bitchy sister as a result of that. <laughs> for this Thanksgiving in particular, it's different because my parents don't want to spend the night, so I'm not going to be spending as much time with them. Um, I don't feel like I can go out like on a Wednesday night, I would go out with people, uh, before Thanksgiving. Before Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, sure. and, and, uh, you know, I'm not even sure my sister wants to go shopping on Friday and Saturday, and I'm not even sure if I'm going to do that. So all of that is around the Thanksgiving holiday festivities. That's probably not, it's not going to be the same. Well, Peg, what were you saying? You're saying you're really feeling it this year because it's No, different. no, I'm feeling it. Like today I really felt sort of cooped up and weird. It comes in waves. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah. I I do have a slight bit of relief that I don't have to navigate all the yeah. the family. Yeah. So in that way yeah. I'm doing I'm doing just fine. I am a slight bit concerned about Christmas, though I will admit. I kinda wanna be one of those garage people. But all the the heat lamps are sold out. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I was surprised, Shelly, that you were able to find a turkey breast. I, my assumption is turkey breast costs as much as a whole turkey because everybody's doing that. So my sister <laughs> found it like two weeks ago and uh, and bought it. Oh, uh, so she was smart. Yeah, because she, she was, was having smart. trouble finding it, and she stumbled upon it, and that's how yeah, I got no. it. Yeah. Things are definitely not there. You know what we there. need to do? We need to have an episode where Peg sort of runs the episode because she's actually quite good at it when she wants Peg to. Peg runs every episode. No, but, you know, like where she's actually, like, in charge and directing the conversation. <laughs> like Shelly did the last episode. Because, seriously, when Peg wants to do it, she's actually very good at it. It's very true. So do either one of you want to answer? Jim, do you want to be vulnerable and let us know how you're feeling about Thanksgiving? (laughs) How am I feeling about Thanksgiving? Uh, Jim's going to go to an explanation of like a Wikipedia entry of family at Thanksgiving. First of all, I would be happy to see my children. But uh, so, yes, I would be happy to would be happier if I could see my children on Thanksgiving. But the 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 actual having the big meal and having a lot of people there is not necessarily a priority of mine. Does that sound vulnerable enough for you? you Yeah. Will you watch the Dallas Cowboys? I will. I will watch them play. Aren't they going to be on TV? Yeah. In fact, one of the three games, my plan (laughs) other than eating (laughs) at the Copper Canyon tomorrow (laughs) was to watch the three football games and work on this incredibly, credibly, and I mean incredibly hard, jigsaw puzzle that Beth lent me. And um, so my plan wow. was to just, except for taking a break to eat that meal, to spend like basically the whole day doing that. But one of the three games for tomorrow has been postponed, unfortunately. Yeah, the Ravens, right? The Ravens and the Steelers game is put off for mm-hmm. Sunday. So there's only going to be two games to watch tomorrow. So I know that's very meaningful to John. You're going to watch all that at Copper Canyon? No, They're going to kick I you said, out. 
that other than going to a meal, I was going to watch the football oh. and work on the jigsaw puzzle, oh. which I find to be great because football, you know, you can He's watch it and boring sort of and keep dangerous one eye for brains. while you're just while you're doing the jigsaw. <laughs> so, what about you, John? What was the question? I forgot. Are you missing John all your like extended family? Oh yeah, no, I am definitely going through what you're going through, Peg. It is a weird time. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Li- I'm but doing that really mental coaching thing of being optimistic. Se. No, I kind of hate Thanksgiving. It's just a stu- I mean, I like the fact that there's a holiday called Thanksgiving that's like a secular holiday that's not religious. I think that's cool, but I think everything about it is stupid. I hate football. I hate eating too much. I hate so many carbs. Uh, I mean, I hate Yet, that there's really nothing to do but sit around and eat. Is that your instigation that your husband is making twice baked potatoes? Mr. Well, we're, you we're hate carbs. Do you hate tryptophan? Lying sack of shit is what you are, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I love carbs, but I just, it's like, it, it, you, I mean, I eat too it much. Can be, I get it can be much. And then I pass out in front of a game I'm bored with. It can be a bit much. Well, football, you don't You watch. You don't have to watch the game. I mean, the most fun holidays I've had have been with Peggy playing canasta. There are no sports you really like to watch on television, right? Oh, no, that's not true. What's that's not true. What's I love watching professional tennis. Okay. I don't know why. But I, I think it's because I taught in Paris very close to Roland Garros, okay. and I would All walk right. over to Roland Garros and watch games. And when you, once you watch live tennis, professional, you're like, these people are And gods. I don't want to start any stereotype, but my son, John, is also a huge tennis fan as well. Oh, it's, a, it's I fantastic love, I love to watch. Tennis. And I like watching college basketball, college men's yeah. basketball. Yeah, college basketball is my jam. Those are the only two things I enjoy. I young love, I men, can watch college young, men's basketball. tall, attractive men running yeah. around I mean, the, I mean, there's no question that was part of it. I'll concede. I disagree. I love the athleticism of men's Yeah, that's a, yeah. a polite word for what you love, <laughs> No, and I agree. I like professional tennis. I love watching it, men or women. Yeah. Okay. There's something about it. Yeah, the NBA is like a, the NBA is boring. boring. So like a kabuki. Boring. It's like theater. Oh it's like it's God. staged. Uh, it watching, feels so fake and boring. There's no defense at all. Someone like LeBron James or Michael yeah. Jordan or a great player like that. That is amazing. Like, yeah, because they make no, the most of it. They just parts the waters and they walk up to the to the basket. It's boring. It's so boring. And if they boring. miss, they should be fired because yeah, you, you shouldn't miss <laughs> getting paid that. Oh it's ridiculous. God, and people are so duped by it. They give their no, money and advertising no, attention no. to it. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's so you horrible. would rather watch and amateur the, And the playoffs are in well. May or something. The finals yeah, none, are in May. None well, of the games they were right now. in October, Peggy, but that's another story. Do you think college basketball is going to look like the NBA once they allow, allow yes, college players they already, to get paid? It's yeah, it's already that changed. Way. Well, yep. I mean, they should. I, mean, I hate life. Peggy. <laughs> 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 What depressing? Peggy hates. I life hate how everything is changing. Everything was better before. <laughs> Stop changing. When was it perfect, Peg? It's never been when perfect. Was your life there is perfect. no such thing. Well, when there was is it better? Never. When was your life better? Well, not my life. Just things oh, like well, basketball, you college you basketball. Life. So when was college basketball hate, perfect? I hate life. It's never been perfect, Jim. I'm never going to. When was it better, perfect. Peg? Twenty years ago. Oh, yeah. 30 years really? ago. Okay, I'm sure. When was I in college? When Bobby Knight was in charge of the I There you Bobby go. Bobby Knight was a sadistic bully. Oh, he was an awesome coach. Awesome. He got results. He was a successful coach yeah. who used to hit people. He got results. Yeah. He got a okay, gold medal for the USA. Good yeah. for him. 
I don't think you like 20 years ago. That's when they wore those really long shorts. Bag. Well, no, they started wearing the short shorts in the early '90s, the Fab Five in right. Michigan. Right. So twenty. That, I guess was, that was thirty 20 years ago. ago. Shit. Shoot. Yeah. Thirty like years 30. ago, the Fab Five. I was You're a right. freshman in college. Man, crazy. You were a freshman in college. Yeah, I guess that's about right. That's about right. Yeah, 1989. Well, all right, well, listen, I want to '92, but that's all right. What was '92? Uh, that's when the Fab Five came. '92. Oh. Wow. Uh, who's the Fab Five? It's the five. There were five freshmen from Michigan who came in together. Oh, I heard Chris about Weber, that. Weber, Juwan Howard. I remember the Flying Illini. I was up in college then. You were talking about like Marcus Liberty and uh, yeah, this guy Kendall Gill. Kenny so this Battle episode has really Bardo. covered a lot of sports. Well, Holidays, food, food. Well, I will say COVID, this conversation holidays. has made me. This conversation has made me. You bringing up the stories, Jim. You mentioning Paris, Peggy. You mentioning being in Paris. Me mentioning it. Just talking about a little bit of Australia. Just as it is for the first time. I am feeling in a very long time a little like desperation to go on a trip. And, and here's I, the thing. Okay, like, John. Hey, Paris was the last place that I went to. Even if there weren't a pandemic this year, you wouldn't have been going anywhere. Because you have a baby. Oh, you you have a baby. baby. So, John, also, you were on that Rome trip with Shelly. You were with that weird guy. Mm-hmm. And then. He um, listens to the podcast. Right. I love you. Here's what we should do. <laughs> the other thing about. is. The Here's other what we thing should do is, an episode about. Like, wait, we should do an episode. Jim, let me finish. Talking about John's boyfriends before Ted. Okay. Yeah, I think blah, we already blah, blah. did that. We're, we've touched no. on it. Peg, finish what you're saying. You You said it like, gosh, who were we talking to? Was it Richard from Australia? But you had that feeling too. You were like, "Oh my God, I have to go on a trip." First, you 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 totally contradicted yourself and said, "Travel so dumb." And then you were like, "I'm buying a ticket." Oh no, it was with Gwen. You yeah. said, "As soon as he gets to Paris, you're yeah. buying a ticket. You yeah. don't care how much." <laughs> yeah. So you've been feeling it longer than tonight, and it's okay. Well, I to am, admit but it. I am, but I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Just weird. It's okay. No, it's just a, it's, it it's goes ebbs and flows. It comes in waves. John, yes, when was the last time you lived in the same city for more than three years in a row? A very long time. Yeah. Decades. Yes. I think that, that I think that explains everything right there. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny how at some point in your life you kind of just look back and go, you, you can ask questions about how you're gonna live or how you wanna live, but then you're like, but there's this empirical reality of what I actually did that pretty much proves what I am and who I am. And then you look at it and that's it's yeah, that's definitely the case. Like, yep. Because I mean years, I think the like, last and un- you since like I've known you, I don't think you've lived in any city more than three years in a row. No, yeah, it's been, yeah, I definitely love it. It's great. And I will say, you, we were, I was criticizing I China might be earlier. a little bit off on that. Right? I, I, was talking to, I was talking to my husband a little earlier today, and I actually said, I do miss a lot of things about China. I mean, there, and, you know, and one of the big ones is just, I mean, first of all, you know, the, we're talking to friends in Shanghai. It's open, and you can just travel. There's no masks, and it's, it's fine. Except that um, everybody in China wears a mask. <clears throat> no, people wear masks. People culturally always wear masks when they are ill, out of a sense of obligation you, to others. You wore it's a mask. Very, very, very kind there. and generous you of, wore of, a of mask people in every China. Every day when I was there. Oh no, that's for that's for air pollution, and that was I was unusual. Wow. A lot of other people, most people don't. I mean, they probably should. A lot of people, but most people don't. A lot of people were. No, but I mean, I miss a lot of. That's Jim. You're right. There are a lot of things I don't miss about China, but there are some things I do miss, and the things I miss, I miss a lot. I mean, it's. 
it, there is there is a point where you do have to, after having lived there, where you have to ask yourself the question of what rights would I be willing to give up in somewhere like the U.S. to have some of the things that are really good there, like really quick economic growth or really secure, safe environments where you know your children and your wives and your girlfriends and your mothers, and I name, mainly name women, you know, are safe because there's just there isn't kind of crime and things like you. You do have to ask yourself some of those questions because you. It is it is palpably different on a daily basis, and and yes, it's oppressive and all that stuff yeah. we say about you know the, the oppressive right. cultures. But there it's there are trade offs. It's a police state. There are trade offs. Well, I know, I understand. That's a, and that's a glib, simple minded, easy way to dismiss the entire culture of 1.5 billion people or whatever it's it is. It's not but a it's, matter it's, of their culture. It's a matter of their government being a police. I understand, state. Jim. But I'm just saying that. Listen, it is. There are a lot. There are some really nice things, and I'm not making moral equivalents between the US and China um, in that sense I'm just saying that in uh, it's what it really is hard not to notice things that are good in different places and they are good and dismissing anything out of hand or quickly the way and quite frankly a lot of people do I just think is uh, is a mistake and it's something that I do love about traveling so I mean that I guess it'll come out at some we'll get to, we'll get out of here at some point and be set free again but man, I don't know. Would you be willing to go to Australia and spend two weeks in a really expensive hotel in order to have a week vacation and have to spend three weeks away? No. Well, if you're going to go to Australia, don't you pretty much need to plan to go for like three weeks to make it worthwhile? Probably, but you're so you're going to spend two weeks of it just in the yeah, Marriott. Yeah, no, I got in it. Your room. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously, you <laughs> no. should not do it right now. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I have a I have a nephew who is not studying abroad this semester as a junior at Purdue University because well, it's a pandemic and I suddenly started thinking about it and I was like, you know, if I were a student and I could study abroad in Australia and I had to go spend, you know, 2 weeks in a hotel, but then after that I could just live freely for a semester. There's something to be said about that. So I mean, there, there are some hard that's questions. Different. A semester is different than a week's yeah, vacation. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But also, uh, those abroad programs are not allowing students to do it. I don't know if that's the case with him, but at IU, um, my nephew couldn't go abroad because they sh shut it down because of COVID. They're allowing programs at, at Purdue, but they're um, limited, and you have to commit to going and then stay in the country you go to. So it's uh, like they're back. doing it, but they're yeah. limiting it. You know, and of course, the rules may change nationally wherever you go. Sure. But they're allowing it. And it's a very interesting question. I mean, it's, hmm. you know, I mean. Well, I, I mean, that's you know, a I different just, example. So you're basically saying, could you, could you, assuming you could afford to spend two weeks and spend $3,000 to do that, could you, would you do it? And maybe that's not a bad idea. But, you know, these are very unusual times and they're not going to last forever. Yeah. Which pill are you going to take? You're going to take AstraZeneca, Moderna, or Pfizer? I'll let which one? If you could take any one of them, which would you take today? I would today? let Dr. Fauci tell me which pill. All right. You would. Shelly, which would you take? Uh, Regeneron. I'm not a doctor. Regeneron. Regeneron. Which would you take? POTUS only, took. Only because I know what a doctor that works there, not because Trump took it. Oh. Mm -hmm. I would take I'm AstraZeneca take, just because Oxford. I'm going to go Pfizer because. Really? It's My cold. friend has stock in their company. <laughs> and it's frozen. And this it's is the frozen why it's like a popsicle. Everybody in this country is so rational because they make decisions on this basis. Well, we're being forced to make this decision. I wonder how it's going to work. Are we going to have to pick? I think I don't that, know. I don't know how it's going to work. 
I don't know, but they are. That's and a great place to, to wrap up I'm with just, a mystery. I'll just be glad that yeah, the government <laughs> will be being run by some people that I have more faith in at that time. Let's so. leave it at that mysterious decision. So we're going to close mm. up with a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us. Uh, hopefully, it didn't throw you off too much to have this. I've decided pop-up not episode. to concede that this episode of the podcast is over and continue to oh, talk. But that's sorry, so. Jim. You're. No, uh, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. We're just. <laughs> <laughs> gonna take down our gentilly yard signs no matter what is there a um, mute button the gsa formally <laughs> recognizes that this podcast episode and we would love it if you would um rate us give us a voice message give us some suggestions volunteer to be a guest with a topic yeah, we're serious about all those things I i'm totally serious points i know i would just want to reinforce those are all really important so you're saying when peggy says it it's not serious no, yeah, I just I mean, usually like, am just I, I just like, I don't know. I mean, we, we end every episode, and then you know, we I don't know why are people like holding back? People might not like their voices. To the show, yeah, well, like me, I hate mine. Yeah, people sometimes oh, don't want to be hate recorded. Your voice back? I do. I think it sounds like ridiculous. as a general That's why rule, or just on this podcast. Anytime. I mean, I not when I hear it myself, but when I hear it recorded. So that's why I don't listen to our podcasts. Plus, I already lived them once. Anyway, <laughs> rate us on iTunes, on Stitcher. Suffer. You can capture us on um, Google Podcast. anything, anywhere, anything, anyhow. Uh, buy something on Amazon that we mentioned today, yeah, like it came a out a few months ago. We didn't mention like a turkey baster. Today, <laughs> turkey baster. It's tur- turkey baster. Oh, I love turkey basters. <laughs> and there are a um, lot of women we'll s- who love turkey basters, John. Ooh, Jim. You oh, guys have yeah. a great Thanksgiving. God, We're that is so horrible. It's not horrible. Bye. It's We're so thankful sad. for all of our listeners, we'll and we'll see you in two days. All of you. We're grateful to you. Fortnite minus. Two days. Minus uh, 12. Not even two days. <laughs> yeah, 12. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.